Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I'm hoping you can explain the hit on metals of mining. Quick question on ticker symbol AG, first majestic. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, March 18, 2022. I'm Steve Peasley, and of course, I look forward to doing this podcast. Well, because I enjoy doing it, I enjoy hearing from you. You know, it's always it, every time I get on on every time I'm on the air, and my computer screen just went down. By the way, just so you know what I'm flicking with here. There you go. Um, I I, I enjoy. The, the talk. I enjoy the questions. I enjoy the feedback from you. And I like, you know, I, I think I like teaching. I, I, I never was a teacher or anything, but I do like teaching people new things. And I like learning new things. I, I mean, I'm, my wife thinks I'm nuts because I read voraciously all the time and I like to learn new things. Even if it's not stock related, I do like to learn new things. So, uh, anything you want to share with me, uh, long as it's financial on this hour, be great. I would love to hear from you. I want I will give you unbiased answers to any of your questions, and I hope that you can provide me with some knowledge so I can use it. I, I get a lot of ideas from your calls, so please don't hesitate to call. Well, by now, it should be obvious that at some point in your life, and you people who are older listening to this show, you know. You really have come to the realization that you're you have to get busy on your own time. You're responsible for it, and no one else is going to do it. And it's not going to happen unless you make it happen. The younger you are, the easier it is. But you got to be committed. You got to do it. You got to keep at it. And I'm not saying you have to to be uh, an expert investor. You don't. You just got to keep put money aside and put money toward your retirement. That's what you have to do. You got to be consistent. You got to do it all the time. Not take a break. Even when the market crashes, don't think, well, I'm taking my money out. Market crash. Don't do that. You can't time the market. But you're going to be responsible for your own retirement. You know, and volatility. We're dealing with a lot of volatility these days. It's just the way the market's going to be for a while. And it's not necessarily bad. Look at the, we had all. What, four days in a row up volatility this week? Now, the market is still not healthy, but you can't know. I don't know. No one knows when the market will turn. And the market has an upward bias. It has always had an upward bias. And you need to play the bias because that's the surest thing you can do. Now, that doesn't mean you can't hedge your bets. That doesn't mean you you uh, um, use some caution at times 
And you, we tell you we when we are, when we're doing it, we're telling you. You know, when we're doing it, so you can determine for yourself whether we're right or wrong or we don't know what we're talking about. Because over time, you'll know, won't you? Because you hear us, you hear us when we say, well, I think uh, we're getting a little conservative or we're moving into commodities or it's time to get aggressive. We say so. And when we say so, that means we're doing it for our clients and for ourselves. Okay? So. That's what we want to do. Our mission statement is the same. Independent thinking and shared success. And that means we're going to give you accurate market reporting, uh, explain our processes, and you know, try to be as, as honest and factual on our education pieces as we can. And, of course, the stock market commentary. So we do this all without a bias. So I want you to give me a call. Your calls are important. You shape the show. You drive in the direction you want. And that's fine with me, as long as it's financial. So you can call right now. We're live, 888-99-CHART. We're live 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. And if we're not, if you can't call during the live show, you can still call and leave a question, and we'll play it, and you'll hear it. You'll hear the answer. 888-99-CHART. Let's go ahead and take our first call. Hey, guys. This is Tomas Chavez calling from Tyler, Texas. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about Aguaquin Power and Utilities Corporation, ticker symbol AQN. Uh, this company offered me some good money to go work for them as a civil engineer. And I'm looking to max out their employee stock purchase program. You know, I'm 30 years old, so this will kind of be a long-term uh, career hold for me. And if there's anything you could tell me about their finances, you know, I'd greatly appreciate it. I appreciate what you guys do, and I love the show and look forward to hearing what you have to say. Thank you. This is the Algonquin Power and Utility, symbol AQN. It's a, uh, a Canadian company out of Oakville, Ontario. So it's a Canadian-based company that operates a portfolio of renewable power generation sources, okay? It's a $9.3 billion company. They make money. They've made money for many years now. They're growing their sales fairly strongly in the last year and a half or so. 20, 21% in December quarter, the last December quarter, 40% before that, 54 before that, 36 before that. They don't have a lot of debt. Uh, they pay a nice, strong dividend, 4.5%. So it's, a, it's, it's almost a big cap, not quite. So it's a pretty darn solid company. The stock is only selling for $15.27, and that means it's about a 20 PE. Now, for a utility, that's kind of high. This this utility PE range has been 13 to 27 in the last five years. So uh, not a very strong return on equity, but most utilities don't have a strong return on equity. Um, I think it's a really solid company. So, yeah, if you can get stock at a discount, do so. AQN, Algonquin, Algonquin Power and Utility. Okay. My focus point today is based on the story. Hedge funds are doubling down on commodity bets. Commodities have been a clear winner, and you know that. If you've been listening to this show for the last year, you know we've been pushing. We pushed. We were pushing way back last year, way back last year, beginning of last year. I can't even remember exactly when. It could have been the end of the year before that we think commodities is a place to be, and this uh, value stocks are where you need to move to, and Value, most of the value is in, the, a lot of the value is in the commodity sector. So that's what we're going to talk about. 
Okay, let's talk about that here in a minute. Um, I don't have any trivia question today because it is Friday, and usually we give we don't we do highlights on the KPP Premium Newsletter, which we will do today. Other things I want to talk about: uh, buybacks, record high in the fourth quarter buybacks. And what does that really mean? What does that mean? There's the stock companies are buying too much of their own stock back or not enough. What does that mean? Okay, and the Buffett indicator, his favorite indicator anyways. Do you know what it's telling us right now? And while why, why oil companies are not changing their drilling plans, they're not changing their drilling plans. Why aren't they? Oil so pricey. Why not? So those are the things we're going to discuss, people. But, of course, you were first. The mark was up today. The Dow was up 274 points. And I think this is the fourth day, the four out of the five days this week, fourth day in a row. The Dow was the Dow 274, the NASDAQ 279, and the S&P up 51. Now, it wasn't like that at the beginning of the day for the first few hours. I got in really early this morning because I couldn't sleep last night, but that's okay. So I got into the office really early this morning. I was watching the the, uh, pre, uh, the, the, the trading going on per, before the, the day started, and I could just feel that the market was going to get better. And this opened up mixed, but not too much, and then just got stronger as the day got wore on, which is surprising. If you think about it, here it is a Friday during a war in Ukraine and Russia, Friday, now the, now the investors have to wait till Monday to find and, and all that uncertainty over the weekend. Remember that. Remember what investors don't like. They don't like uncertainty. Yet they bid up prices today on the indexes. Interesting. Now, as you know, we have uh, Justin and I are grateful for your podcast support and all that free download. And you know, we are building out more content on on Invest Talk. Um, YouTube channel and Instagram following. Okay, so we're going to put more and more on there. We suggest we'd like you to go and take a look. For a bit, uh, and again, that's the best talk. Remember, use two T's. Please tell your friends. So go to YouTube and Instagram. Do the search on the best talk. The best talk phone lines are open. Eight 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 ninety nine charts. You've got a portfolio to grow and protect, and this is no time to lose focus. So get your finance and investment questions together and call Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. They're ready with their unbiased answers. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. 888 99Chart, Ichan, how you doing in the Bay Area? Good, how are you? Good, thanks for the call, I appreciate that. Uh, I have a quick question. Is uh, SNDL is a good buy or not? Okay, SNDL is Sundial Growers, Inc., everybody, also out of Canada. A Canadian company that engages in production and distribution of cannabis for medical and recreation uh, access. Um, first of all, it doesn't make any money yet. Uh, sales were up 12% in the last quarter, so... You got to be careful. It's only a fifty-two cent stock, so it's a penny stock, and you got to be very, very careful with these penny stocks. Um, uh, it, you ask if it's a good buy. Are, are you telling me? Are you asking me if it's a good 
buy on a chart because I wouldn't be a buyer of this because I don't make money. Okay, yeah, but just, uh, uh, that was my yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't buy it because they don't make money. I I would wait till they turn it around. Um, they had a bunch of negative sales numbers for almost a year in a, a, a year, a quarter after quarter. And the most recent quarter I have data for is September two thousand twenty-one. So I don't, even, I don't even have December's quarter, which was up twelve percent. I don't know. I, I, this may, this stock makes me nervous. I would not be a buyer of it. Thanks, E. John. I appreciate the call. My focus point today is based on the story, hedge funds are doubling down on commodities. So is that where we need all the, need all the be, be in the commodities? Now, problem is, is we have known that for some time, and they've owned it for a while, and now they're doubling down in the last month. So when I start seeing these kind of articles, it worries me. I'm thinking the run might be close to being done. I don't. I feel that commodities should do well for another year or so, but I don't know for you know. No one knows for a fact. But commodities have been up year to date. Wheat's up thirty nine percent. Heating oil up thirty three percent. Oil up twenty six percent. Palladium up twenty six percent. Brent crude twenty six percent. Gold is up four point four, and copper up three. I think we still have some room to grow, but the party is getting the party's been going on for a while, and I'm concerned that everybody's going to be jumping in when the, the smart money will be jumping out. So you need to be cautious at this point. Still, I think there's bargains to be had. I still think there is, and so we have a number of commodity pet, uh, positions for all our clients, and we're sticking with them so far. Um, I don't see any reason for us to leave yet, but it is it is getting late to the party, and I'm worried that too many people might just start thinking about getting in it when they should have been in it already. This worries me. And if we see more and more and more articles about commodities as the place to be, invest your money in commodities, you start hearing commercials, buy wheat, buy, buy this, buy that. When you start hearing everybody's doing it, then it's too late. And I'm getting concerned that is it too late? I don't think so. I really don't. But I need you to be cautious at this point. Be cautious. You're listening to Invest Talk. Your goal of financial freedom will require information and effective strategies. So let's talk about that. We're taking all your calls live, 888 99Chart. No two portfolios are alike, and every investor has a unique set of circumstances. So don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Brandon in Thousand Oaks. Hi, Brandon. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Hello, can you hear me? I'm sorry, say that again. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, hi, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. What uh, what what stock do you want to look at? Uh, in, I get your advice on Intel, okay. INTC. Okay. INTC, everybody knows who Intel is, $193 billion company, manufactures, you know, chips. That's what they basically do. 
Um, they've always made money, and they've always made very good money. And um, for the last few years, their their PE has been very reasonable. They're going to make $3.46 this year. Last year, they made $5.47 a share. This year is three forty six. Next year is three eighty six, and it's a forty seven dollar stock. So that puts the PE around eleven ish, somewhere in that area, maybe twelve ish. And the range is eight to fifteen. It pays a three point one percent dividend. So it's one of those stocks that is a very good long term hold um, if you can get it at a great price. And that's really what you want to do. You want to get Intel at the best price possible when it's cheap. I, I wouldn't be in a big rush at this point, even though it looks like the low 40s is an ideal place to buy because that's where it has a lot of support in the last couple of years. It bounces off the low 40s, up. And here it is at 47. So you might get a very good opportunity here coming up. And I would be, you know, if you want to be an Intel, this is the time to do it. I put it on my watch list and wait for it to drop a little bit. I would. Thanks for the call, Brandon. I appreciate it. On Fridays, I generally may take time to take a quick rundown on the benchmark numbers. You know that I do that. That's kind of my thing. The two-year Treasury yield was at 1.96%. And and, uh, last week is 1.74. So the yield went up. 12 weeks ago is 0.64. So it's really done a number, gone up to from from uh, 12 weeks, a little over half a percent to now one almost 2%. That's a huge run up. The 10-year Treasury yield, 2.1. Last year, it was 1.75. No, let's see, 2.1. Last week, it was 2.0. Three weeks ago, it was 1.9. So... Remember, you got to watch the two-year and the 10-year. We are looking for an inversion of the yield curve. The yield curve between the 2 and the 10 is very, very important. Why? If the yield of the two-year treasury exceeds the yield of the 10-year treasury, if that happens, which is rare, there in, a recession will follow. Now, don't get too excited because it could follow immediately. Or it could be a year and a half down the road. We don't know. So that's the problem with that. This is what worries me about the Fed pushing up interest rates. Because the market itself is saying, hmm, we're squeezing uh, that that yield curve. And if it inverts, a recession will be here. I'm just worried that that's what, and and the Fed has a problem. They put themselves in the box. They have to raise the rates uh, to try to kill inflation. Well, how do you kill inflation? You slow down the economy. Well, that's what the market's saying. We may go into recession if you keep doing it. So are you just making it happen? Maybe. Gold was priced at $1,929 per ounce. Last week was 1980 And what, three weeks, six weeks ago, it was 1800 Silver today, twenty four ninety six. Last week was twenty five eighty seven. Three weeks ago was twenty three ninety four. Oil is selling for one hundred four dollars a barrel. Last week was one hundred eighteen. It was ninety. Not was not, it was ninety not that long ago. And fourteen weeks ago it was sixty six dollars a barrel. Three months, three and a half months. So now what the, the national average of, for a gallon of gasoline is four dollars and twenty seven cents. 
Last week it was four thirty-three, so it dropped a little. Of course, here it's almost six dollars in California. Five something. Yeah, you know, uh, I think the average here is five eighty now. Yeah, but that's the average. Around me, it's closer to six. Now, if we move to Kansas, we'll pay three dollars and seventy-eight cents a gallon. I like that. Okay, uh, we always like to fit an iTunes review question. Uh, JDC from Barut. Great show. Took me years to find it. My question, uh, well, we've been here for years. I am curious what you think a good extra price for a TWI. They're 100-plus-year-old old wheel and undercarriage business and are doing well. I have sold some. Well over my $3 and $4 entry price, but I don't want to get out entirely too early. TWI, TWI. Titan International manufactures off-highway wheels, tires, assembly products for agricultural, earth-moving. So this is kind of feeds into the commodities sphere. They're going to make a $1.16 this year, $1.43 next year. It's a $14 stock. So that means it's a 10 PE, and the five-year range is 8 to 140. I still think it's a good place to stay. Uh, I would not be anxious to get out out of this. I would not. Hold on to it. Joe's moving pretty fast, everybody. I will share highlights from the KPP Premium Newsletter in a few minutes. 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Friday. The weekend is almost here. And Steve Peasley is on duty now, taking your finance and investment questions live. Call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Richard in the Bay Area. Hi, Richard. Uh, hey, Steve. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm curious about OHI. I know uh, you guys... I probably had it at some point, um, and it's gone down um, the past few months. I'm wondering if this is a good time to pick it back up. Well, it's looking kind of attractive to me at this point. We, we're, I don't think, you know, it's not in, we're, it's not in our, any of our managed accounts right now. Omega Healthcare, everybody, a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that invests in healthcare facilities, primary long-term care facilities across the U.S., we really like the dividend. The dividend's like 9%. Now, it's a $28.98 stock. It's almost $29, and it's going to make $2.90. So that can pay, that's like a, that's that's about what, they can pay the whole thing out, and they probably will in a dividend because they're required to. They pay 90% of their income in the form of dividend. That's what a REIT does. You have to pay it out. Uh, it's not expensive. I mean, if you take a $28, can make $29. So it's a 10 PE, but it's not cheap because the range is 4 to 15. 
So don't, don't just because the price has come down as looks like it's stabilizing that stable the price is stabilizing at this point. It's still not a cheap stock, and they do carry a, a you know good amount of debt, but that dividend is not in danger. So if you're going to buy it, you buy it for that dividend. You don't buy it for growth necessarily. You buy it for that dividend. They will pay the dividend. Now, it would be pretty high. Richard, thanks for the call. Saeed in Oakland. Hi, Saeed. Yeah. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Good thank you very much. Uh, yeah, uh, this is Saeed. I have a question regarding Gambier, uh, the CEI, natural gas. Now with the situation with the natural gas prices, so I wonder is a good buy. They they went like like from uh, one eighty three close to eighty three today and went up to one dollar. Uh, I wonder is a good buy. And also I'm looking for the earning. I cannot find the earning every time they say earning next week. They keep changing the date. When is the earning come? Do you know? Well, since they don't make money, they're not going to have any earnings. They've lost money every year they've been in business, and it looks like they're going to lose money again. So I don't have a lot of hope. Sales have been shrinking. Sales are less than $100,000. It's a $207 million company, so it's very small. It's a penny stock, and I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't buy it because there's too many. This is Camber Energy, everybody, CEI, engaged in exploration and production of oil and natural gas properties in Texas. But they don't make any money. They've never made money. They've only lost money, and their sales are going down. I, I would avoid it like the plague. It's just not worth even looking at. Go find something else, Saeed. Let's go to uh, let's go to Arlington, who's in North Carolina. Arlington. Hey there, Steve. Uh, good evening. Thank you. Good evening to you. Actually, uh, yeah, it is almost evening. It's what four thirty-five here. So back there, seven. Yeah, we're closed. Yes, sir. Um, so. so I have a quick question uh, before I ask it. I just want to say, uh, obviously, uh, thank you to you and just for everything that you do. I uh, really Thank love you. your show, and I, I've learned a lot listening to the both of you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. So my question is, um, do you have a, a free source or a free website that we could uh, use to look up PE ratio ranges? I know that you guys have made a big emphasis on, you know, on knowing when you're actually getting a good deal for a price. Uh, obviously, I know the basics of everything, but um, yeah, really, what I've yet to be able to find out is a reliable source when it comes to finding out the PE range of a certain stock. Well, we get it. Uh, we, we I get it paying for it, right? And you know, I pay for the software that we bring up on the screen. Justin and I, you know, the firm pays for a lot of software. That's one of our biggest expenses every month. Um, so we get it that way. It's difficult for you. I, there's, 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 there's websites that give you PE ratios. Obviously, almost every one of them gives you a ratio of what the company is. But even then, is it a backward-looking ratio, uh, the current twelve-month ratio, or is it a ratio based on earnings projections next year? You got to understand how they're configuring their PE ratio. Even in, so, even if you look up a PE ratio, you might get the wrong sense of what it really is because you always want to look forward earnings going forward to, and, and the stock price today to come with a forward looking PE ratio. You want to know what the range is that company. 
I think you have to pay for that. I don't think it's out there any place free. If anybody knows of any website that you can get it free, please call or text me and let me know, and I will broadcast it all over the radio. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but I don't think yeah. so, uh, Arlington. I don't think there's a place where you can get, like, the last five years PE ratio for free. Okay, awesome, Steve. Uh, yeah, that was my question. I was just wondering if maybe, you know, yeah. you knew a, a source, but, yeah, I, yeah, I get what tough. you mean. Yeah, it's tough. Because, you know, that's how these co- companies that provide this information make their money. They they tease you with, well, here's free information, but there's a lot more information if you buy it for fifty dollars a month. Yeah, that's how they do it. Yeah. So Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for, for your the time. call. Appreciate it. Thanks, Arlington. The KPP premium newsletter was finished today and will be going out tomorrow. We'll distribute it tomorrow morning. In the market conditions section, I explain, it feels like the stock market wants to bounce. We experienced some upward volatility this week. In truth, though, we are still in a downtrend, and how much further we will have to tumble is unknowable. However, investors seem to be thinking there are bargains to be had. The evidence can be seen in a couple of strong up days. Well, we actually had more. We had four in a row, I think. Um, so it was interesting. It was interesting. It was in- Thursday, the market started off weak, and then Friday started off weak but they turned into positive days, so that's good. There was some hope on the Putin's Russia-Ukraine war might be winding down with talk of possible negotiations in in the wind, but I heard later on that that's not so. Later on today, I heard, "Eh, no, not really. Uh, The Fed bumped up uh, interest costs in the middle of the week with a quarter-point rise in the Fed funds rate. that, That resolved... The near-term question about what the Fed might do. We all thought that that's what they would do and exactly what they did. They actually got a little more hawkish on interest rates for the year, and that worries me. I think they should slow down. I realize it's only one quarter point. I think they should keep raising rates. I'm not I'm not opposed to that, but not do it. They suggested they might do it six more times this year. I think they should do it three more times this year and just stretch it into next year, depending on how the economy goes. See what those first rates are going to do. And I know they're worried about inflation. I'm just, for some reason, I'm not worried about it too much. I mean, I'm not worried about it. I don't like it. I'm not worried about it. We'll have, we're going to have higher inflation. That's all there is to it. You have to get used to that. So, and I, I write, inflation is still climbing and oil prices spiked due in part to the ongoing Russian-Ukraine war, but they retreated briefly this week, uh, but they're hovering around $100 right now. Gasoline prices will remain very high. Will the Fed fight inflation by trying to slow the economy? Will it stop its bond, will it stop its bond buying program to reduce liquidity in addition to raising interest rates? These are pretty logical questions and... You know, they didn't really answer everything when they, when the, when after the meeting, you didn't hear Powell talk about them. They, what about the bonds? You, you apparently still going to keep buying, but is, I think they're reducing the buys. I've been keeping an eye on what they do, not what they say. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's important. I provided some factors, uh, uh, factors interest investors should consider when deciding whether a company might be acceptable to failure. This is in the portfolio ma- management section. So what 
factors should you consider when you're looking at a company and deciding whether it's going to be uh, how it's going to survive in, a, in the economic downturn if we have? And I suggested that you know you need to you need to know what a cyclical stock and a non-cyclical stock is. And it's very simple. And a cyclical stock won't make money in a recession, or a non-cyclical stock will. So you have to understand that. You also got to learn, you know, you got to learn things about the balance sheet. You got to learn just some basic things like what the current ratio is. What's the current ratio? You know what it is? You know, it's very important. You know, it's a current ratio divided by the current liabilities. So there's certain things you really kind of have to just understand to help you determine whether you should be in this company or not. In the stock ideas, I had an ETF, uh, it was gold. We talked about ETF for gold, GLD, GDX many times, and I still like it. I also looked at a company that provides natural gas gathering, processing, storage, and transportation. In addition, natural gas liquids, transportation, and fracturations. It owns extensive assets in mid the mid-continent, the Permian and Rocky Mountain regions. The price to sales ratio is low. The price to earnings ratio is 19. That's about 30% lower than its five-year average. Those are the kind of stocks you want to look at um, as opposed to the ones that make no money. You know, that's what you really want. So there's a good deal of valuable information in the KPP Premium Newsletter. When you subscribe at investout.com, you will receive the newsletter each Saturday morning via your inbox. You subscribe by going to investtalk.com. That's two T's, no spaces. Let's go back to InvestTalk Voice Bank, 888-99-CHART. Hi, I was calling in about applied materials with a shortage of semiconductors. I was wondering what a good entry point would be. Thank you. Okay, so he's looking for an entry point. Applied materials is a $119 billion company, manufactures um, etching and inspection equipment to make chips uh, and use them you know, panel display fabrication. They've made money forever. They made, in 2021, $6.84 a share. 2022, they're supposed to make $8.18, and then 2023 estimates is for $9.48, and it's a $135 stock, okay? So it's a good, solid company, but he wants an entry point, and I would suggest that we're looking at a pretty strong Entry point right in the low 120, 120s, 3 to 130, and it's at 135 right now. So it bounced off of 120 ish, 121, and is now starting to move back up. So this, I think this would be the entry point you were looking for. Now you might be in a sideways movement, but I think this is an entry point. That's what you asked for. Okay. Okay, um, buybacks. We had a record high buybacks in the fourth quarter of 2021. $270 billion in that buyback in that quarter. The full year was $881 billion. But 
And that was a record. And people would, you know, if you're starting to read articles and see articles that the, the companies might be too aggressive in their buybacks, I disagree. You know, they, they say this is a record. But I think you're looking at it wrongly when you say it's a record of how much money they spent. That's wrong way to look at it. First of all, you have inflation, inflated, inflated dollars, right? Every year, dollars, dollar gets worth a little less, generally speaking. So really how you should look at it as a percentage, okay, of the S&P long-term average of how much of the stock value of the stock company, of the S&P 500. So the S&P 500 has a market cap value, right, of all the companies. You add all that together. Well, how much in buybacks of that value is happening as a percentage? And last quarter, it was 0.67% of all those stocks of the amount of that market cap, that's how much the buybacks equal to. What is the long-term average, right? I mean, this would tell you if the companies are spending a lot more than they should or, or normally do. Long-term average is 0.64, and they spent 0.67. So really, it's not that much money. Uh, let me rephrase that. It's not that much more money than the average that they did in the last quarter, but you're going to see record-breaking months money spent on buybacks by corporations. So you know, artificially inflating earnings per shares. Well, not really. That's not really the truth. That's part of the truth. Try to remember, you have to listen to everything with a little grain of salt and be a little skepticism about everything. I mean, not just stock information, but everything. Because remember, if you see stuff in writing or on TV, there might be a point of view. Even this article I got this from, maybe they had a point of view, right? To, to, and that, that might bias their information they're giving you. Your job is to see if it, Makes sense. Does that make sense when you're reading it? And believe me, it's difficult. Not easy to do. It's difficult. Not saying it's easy. But, yeah. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. On the next Invest Talk, the story behind the headline, a real estate fraud epidemic continues. That's Monday, everybody. For now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live. 888-99-CHART. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced? Or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief risk quiz. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is Alan from Hayward, California. I uh, love the show. I learn a lot all the time. When I think of passive investing, I think of set it and forget it. It doesn't matter if it's a red or green day for the share price. You buy it regardless. So when people invest in a cyclical company like ExxonMobil only for the dividend income, should they be concerned about when to buy it? Or can they set it and forget it and buy it at whatever price it's at? so long as they're only in it for the dividend income. Should I be concerned about the share price and paper losses of my principal while passively collecting the dividends? 
Exxon is a dividend aristocrat, which means its dividend is generally considered safe. If not Exxon Mobil, are there any individual paying companies that I can passively set it and forget it, like maybe 3M? Thanks. Love the show. Okay, the answer is yes. Um, I like to be a little sharper than that, like for, for instance, Exxon Mobil, as you point out. You know, it, it, they, the dividend aristocrats, and he's talking about a book that's called Dividend Achievers, and it's a very good book about all, and it just lists all the companies and the history of dividends and what are the best ones. And aristocrats is just a list of ones that consistently pay dividends, have for years, and will do so for years in the future. And ExxonMobil is one of them. There's a number of them. Uh, but I like to buy, the best time to buy a dividend-paying, a dividend achiever, let's just say, do that a dividend achiever, is in a recession. Then you can buy it and forget it because then you'll have your highest dividend yield. And at a low price, you'll probably get a little capital appreciation along the way. But you can buy these stocks and set it and forget it if that's your goal is get the dividend. But, of course, the cheaper the stock is, the higher dividend yield you're getting because it's paid, the dividends are paid in dollars and cents, and the stock is traded in dollars and cents. So what the percentage of dividend, how much is it paid in percentage, is if it's a low-priced stock and a high pay in dividend, the, your percentage return is much higher. But, you know, yes, you can set it and forget it for a dividend achiever type stocks. Okay. Um, let's see. Talking about, okay. Um, the Buffett indicator. Now, it's his favorite indicator because he had a number of them, but this is his favorite indicator, and it's a simple kind of indicator. It's just the total stock market value divided by the GDP. Okay. Uh, currently, it's at 1.68. In other words, the market value is 1.68 higher than the GDP. It was 2.02 in August. Now, so does that mean it's low enough to be attractive to value investor like Warren Buffett? Warren Buffett has been buying stocks, putting big bucks out for Occidental, and kept buying it all this last quarter. So, you know... This is still a high price, okay, at 1.68. Don't think it's cheap. The market's not cheap. It's not cheap. Based on this indicator, it is not cheap. But that should not necessarily stop you from buying because where it's not cheap is what is getting hit the most, and that's the high-tech area. And where it's cheap or has been cheap for a long time is where it's doing the best right now. So you always take every indicator out there with and compare it to other things going on. You just don't take it all by itself and say, okay, I, that is not where it should be, so I'm not going to buy stock. That's not how you should be thinking. You have to stack these things together, stack them up. What's the best place to be right now? And if you're a passive investor like the previous caller, just be a passive investor. Don't even think about it. Be a passive investor. It will work. But, you know, you can you can rebalance portfolios, and we rebalanced pretty heavily into commodities last year. So you can do that. 
and it will work. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. You can get yours anytime you want at iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you do re- give us a rating, a review us with a rate on iTunes, well, we'll reward you with getting to your questions first. Put you up the head of the line. Put it in front of the queue with your question. Lance on the show. Independent thinking and shared success, everybody. This is the best talk. Enjoy your weekend. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.